this show called Let's Talk Homeschool. I'm Rachel, and I'm with my handsome husband, Davis, and we are your hosts. Good morning or afternoon, everybody. Great to be with you today. Welcome to episode number 11. Today's show is entitled Teacher Strikes. (laughs) Today we'll be talking about the issue of teachers going on strike and how that applies to homeschooling. Let's Talk Homeschooling is a show about everything homeschooling. We want to be laser focused on this topic. We'll discuss why you should, all the reasons you can. If you're considering stepping out in faith and beginning a homeschool journey of your own, then this show is for you. If you've already started, we want to affirm your decision to take the path less traveled. We want to encourage you every step of the way. And if you're committed to this as a lifestyle, and it really is a lifestyle, then we want to challenge you and inspire you to take it to the next level. Finally, we want to celebrate the many milestones with you. Like you you don't know sometimes how to celebrate the homeschooling journey, and we want to talk to you about how just to do that. It's an amazing adventure of a lifetime. We want to be your coaches, your cheerleaders, your biggest fans rooting you on at the beginning, middle, and end of this journey. We're here to train you, to teach you, and to root you on. We want to be the mentors for you that we didn't have. Our vision is that you and millions of other families all over the world will homeschool their kids from birth all the way to high school graduation and not give up. We don't want you to just merely survive. We want you to persevere and thrive so that you can have the best and most successful family homeschooling experience possible. We believe that if there's ever been a time to homeschool, it is now. The sponsor of this show is Apologia Educational Ministries, whose mission is to help homeschooling families live, learn, and defend the faith. Apologia is the number one publisher of creation-based science and Bible curricula for homeschooling families with over 80 number one awards, covering a time span of more than 12 years in a row. Now that's impressive. But more importantly, that's why Apologia is trusted by homeschooling families all across the United States and around the world. Go to Apologia.com, a great place to explore creation. You can also go to homeschool-101.com and sign up for email updates. Okay, Davis, let's talk homeschool. It doesn't even sound like the topic we've chosen for today is related to homeschool families, right? But it seems like every year we hear stories of teachers going on strike. It happens in Chicago, Los Angeles, Detroit, and many other cities across the United States, big and small. People often have strong feelings of support and or frustration with teacher strikes. But what about homeschool teachers? Do they ever go on strike? Well, Rachel, um, I have to ask you a question. You're a homeschool teacher. Have you ever thought about going on strike? I mean, (laughs) homeschooling is not easy. I mean, there may be times when it's wonderful and a bed of roses, but there's plenty of times where it's just downright hard. So I have to think there's times when you wanted to throw in the towel. Matter of fact, we're pretty close. I know there's been times that you wanted to just (laughs) say, I quit. Yep. So I'm very glad that you never did. 23 years into this, you never said, I don't think I can do it. You said, this is hard. we got to figure something else out. Yeah. But you never quit. But what's a homeschool mom supposed to do when she wants to find a picket line somewhere, even if it's in her front yard, and just say, I'm on strike. I can't do this anymore. Yeah, you know, it's funny because where we live now and where we've lived for the last 15 years, I guess, literally 
twice a day, the school bus goes in front of our house and picks up kids not a hundred yards from us right. on the corner. And while I've not, by God's grace, ever thought of putting my kids on that bus, I have wanted to get on the bus myself. <laughs> I mean, even just to go for a ride around our neighborhood would seem like a break. Many mornings I have stood with my beloved cup of tea, which I'm holding today, longingly watching the bus go by. Again, not to put my kids on it, but just for a break. I mean, I get, I get it, I get it, I get it. Um, if you've been listening to this podcast at all, you know our story of how we got started. You know how when we first started and I didn't want to homeschool and we were only going to do it for a year because surely you can't mess, mess up kindergarten, or at least that's what I thought in the beginning. I thought I could muddle my way through A, Apple, I and put him on a bus the next year. But it is hard and it does get lonely. And I remember in the beginning thinking that I was trapped and I was never going to be able to escape. So to all the moms out there that just feel like, no, 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 you know, like they're being buried alive. And I don't mean to overstate it, Davis, but I think sometimes we're not honest about truly how frightening it can be when you've been a successful career woman or you want to be a successful career woman, you've had a life outside of the home, you've got a degree, um, and now you're going to be home with the kids all the time. It can be really super scary. Well, I, I remember there were times that you, and I've heard other moms say, they just want to be in a conversation with an adult for a while, especially when the kids sure. are young. But uh, I'm actually at least hearing at least two issues or paths we could take in this conversation today. One is the sense of burnout or exhaustion or difficulty that homeschooling presents where you want Maybe you don't want to quit, but you need a, a serious break. Sure. But then there's the part about the teacher strike. Yeah. I mean, public and private school teachers that go on strike, typically, typically because they want more money or better benefits or sure. something related to the job. Right. And so how, how can we apply that to homeschooling? I mean... The homeschool teachers, as far as I know, make a lot less than any public or private school teacher. Uh, I, yeah. I may have taken you on a nice date, brought you yeah. some flowers, but I don't know that I've ever, I, well, I know, I've never given you a paycheck or some dollar bills I, for doing this. No, because so. it's a different, there's a different rubric for how you get paid if you're a homeschool mom. Okay. I mean, I've gotten right. paid more than you could ever afford to give me. In those moments when it, with our kids, when they get a apple eye, when they have a moment together, and I do mean a moment together cooperating or teaching each other, or when we're all sitting and reading Swiss Family Robinson together, or we're crying through um, the hiding place. I'm crying through the hiding place, and they're getting me tissues, or... Somebody finally gets fractions because we have pizza for the fifth day running, <laughs> trying to have something that makes fractions make sense. You couldn't afford how I've been paid. But I, I think the teacher strike in the public setting, because I don't know that I've ever known of a teacher strike in the private setting. I guess they all do that under the table. Nobody knows. But in a homeschool situation, um, I feel like there's a lot of opportunity there. And I would say there's two whys. If you're feeling like you want to go on strike, right? So on strike sort of implies that you don't really want to quit. 
Okay. Good point. You just, you want more of something. So you want more appreciation in the form of money, or you want more in the form of time off, right? Or you want more in the form of planning. So I don't know that we've mentioned this here yet, but before I started home educating our children, I taught in the public sector. I taught high school history and English was my actually my college degree. And although that may sound like that makes me more qualified to be a homeschool teacher, I would continue to assert that it was more detrimental to right. my becoming a homeschool teacher because of the personal, individual nature of homeschooling in contrast to when I was in a classroom and had 176 students in one day. Yeah, it was a mass production yeah. system versus a customized system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, can't, you cannot say that they're related. And But I remember the intense pressure that I was under as a public school educator to have enough time to plan, right? Because I had to plan. I had to, I was in Texas, we were living in Texas at the time, and I had to incorporate what was then known as the Texas Essential Elements for Education. I had to incorporate those in my lesson plans. I had to have sponge activities. If you're an educator, you know what all these terms are about. So finding the time to plan was a big deal. And then I had to have time to grade. I was required to do one five-paragraph essay every six weeks for 176 students. So the time was not multiplying. I mean, I, I feel the angst of these teachers that go on, on strike because what they are charged to accomplish in a classroom is overwhelmingly impossible. And there are limited resources and in my experience as a professional educator, once upon a time, what most of those teachers, you know, teacher, people don't go into teaching for the money. I mean, that's, that's just true. You don't go to be a teacher for the money. Although we would all agree that that is one way that you feel appreciated and affirmed in that role and valued in our culture and society is by getting paid. But just finding a way to have the time to do your job well is a big deal. And I would bet that we can apply all of those things over to homeschool teachers. Well, right, because uh, on the money issue, for instance, I know I personally get frustrated when I hear stories of teachers going on strike. So I'm, I'm generally not supportive of their cause or reasons because, as you said, I tend to view a, a person that would go into the teaching profession as not doing it for the money, it's not the highest paying professions you know out there, but it's more for the purpose. You want to sure. influence these young children, shape their minds, be right. a coach or a mentor or sure. a person of influence in their life. I, I would like to think that that would be much more valuable to a person in the teaching profession than the actual money that they get in exchange for doing this. Which then, if you think about homeschooling, getting you know zero salary, the <clears throat> purpose, the mission, the 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 accomplishment of training and educating few children, the children in your home, has to be such a purpose of size and magnitude that, as you said, creates more value than any homeschool principal could ever pay their homeschool Certainly, teacher. Certainly. But I mean, sir, you can also, though, appreciate in this day and age where athletes and actresses and actors are getting paid 
rude numbers of money, right. offensive amounts of money, to play with a ball. You know, I mean, it's offensive when you are dedicated to shaping the minds of the next generation. I remember when I was doing my, um, what is it called, uh, student teaching. My supervising teacher was remarkable. I, Doris Worsham, I'm sure, when I had her as my supervising teacher, I think she was past the age of retirement. She was retirement. retirement then. I think she was past it. it. Yeah. And she was one of the good ones. I mean, she had taught high school English forever and ever and ever and loved her students, was dedicated to her craft, was dedicated to the profession, had a vision of what she was doing. And I remember she said something one time that I couldn't appreciate then, but certainly I do now. And that is that she felt the discrepancy in pay. That's what we're talking about at this moment. Because she felt like teachers were actually brain surgeons incognito. Mm. And I just thought, whoa, that's, that really rocked. That really got me to thinking, what does a teacher do? And she was right. Oh, absolutely. And I believe it more now than I could have appreciated it then as a homeschool mother. And that is, you are a brain surgeon. You are quite literally in the head, in the brain, the feelings, the thought that what Deuteronomy refers to is the heart, soul, mind, and strength of your child every day, crafting that, massaging different parts of their Shaping brain. and molding. I mean, nurturing, feeding. And her whole argument was... the. Look at the difference between what we, we would pay for a brain surgeon and how we're so flippant about where our kids go to school. That was one of the points that she made. And Doris wasn't then, nor would I think she would now if she was still alive, argue about it needs to be about the money. She, th- she felt like the people who were dedicated to education were the ones that that wasn't the highest priority, that that was getting us off focus. And yet in our culture, it's easy to get off that focus. But again, I I really believe that when a homeschool mother is feeling the need to strike, when something is not enough, which is, I think, again, why you want to strike, because something's not enough. I think the first why to ask is, why do you want to strike? Because again, I don't think you strike because you want to quit. I think you strike because something's not enough. And so the question then becomes, are you not having enough time to plan? Are you not having enough time to prepare? I mean, I, I will admit freely that in home education, I've gotten a re-education. Right. I didn't realize how lacking, how sorely lacking my own education, K through 12, and even my undergraduate degree, sorely lacking in so many respects that we don't have time to discuss here. And so I was having to learn and teach my kids. And some things I needed to learn and then teach. Some things I was learning along with them as I was teaching. But that can create this overwhelming feeling that you don't have enough time to prepare. Some are short if you're a homeschool mom, right? right? Because right. You're, you're teaching if you do the typical nine-month rotation. And we've done it every different way. We should cover that in a session sometime. But we've done the nine-month. We've done the 12-month. We've done the random month. (laughs) We've done it all different ways. But if you're following the traditional educational calendar, summer is short for a homeschool mom because you're trying to plan for the fall. 
get your mind about around what you need to order and if they're in elementary school, what crafts you want to do, what science experiments you want to do, what activities you want to do, what co-ops you're going to participate in. And so you're trying to plan all this and I'm here to tell you, you can feel like you do not have enough time. Another thing that you can feel like, why do you want to strike? It can be you don't have enough downtime. You don't have enough time to not think about it. To exhale. Yeah, because homeschooling can literally take over your home. It can take over your marriage, where all you ever talk to your husband, who's now the principal, is homeschooling. And the only ever, you know, you're making everything into a lesson around the home. You know, you're watching. Every trip has to be. Every trip has to be educational. You've got Rand McNally maps out, maps out, and you're talking about the state bird and whatever state you're driving through or whatever. And it's just like it consumes every moment, and you don't have any time when it's not about school, right? And and I think also another thing is you don't have any friends. So the two things I would say about that is I talk to far too many homeschool moms who don't go on dates with their husbands because homeschooling has come to consume all that time. Or they don't have any friends outside of the walls of their house because homeschooling takes everything. So I think those are reasons why moms would want to strike. Not quit, right? right? And I think that's a very important distinction to make. I think sometimes we feel like quitting when really we just want to strike. We just want to break. And I think that's the word we need to interject here, is not strike, break. And I think between husbands and wives, and we've talked about this before, Davis, I mean, husbands and wives being unified on the issue of homeschooling, it's priceless and so foundational such that if the mom is feeling like I got to I, I gotta step away, what she needs from her husband is not buck up, not make it work, but he needs to hear that for what it is. And he needs to be willing to ask those probing questions. Okay, what what's overwhelming you? Well there there were plenty of times it doesn't take too much to read your wife when you can tell She's overwhelmed. She's frustrated. Something's not right. And as a man, it can be real easy to say, I don't want to go down this path because it, it's hard for us guys to want to go down an emotional path. By the but way, gentlemen, tears are a really good indicator <laughs> that it's just too much, that she's drowning. Usually right? it's pretty obvious. Yeah. And uh, but the, But I also was smart enough and bright enough to realize based on other conversations we were having or just how the week was going that it's probably related to something being overwhelmed about the homeschool week Mm -hmm. Uh, and it was probably a very similar story each time we didn't get anything done i Mm. had a plan it was busted by noon on monday and the rest of the week was completely shot i'm wasting all of our time yeah and so so many times i found myself Especially at the beginning, sure. as we were figuring this out in many ways and getting our own family routine and culture together, was just to remind you that, look, you're doing the things that are valuable. Mm-hmm. You're taking care of the kids. You're feeding them. You're doing the laundry. You're reading to them. You're spending time with them. You're bonding with them. They love being with you. Yeah. And just saying, reminding you, you're doing the things in life mm-hmm. that are important, and I know it's tiring to train young kids who are literally in training. But I I remember several times when I would give you that little speech 
somewhat having to talk myself into yeah, it as well. I could tell. But then realizing that it lifted your spirits mm-hmm. and at the same time encouraged me and reminded me that, okay, yeah, why are we doing this? What yeah. is the bigger picture? And and that started shaping our own thought that people have heard us say that academics is surely part of what we did, sure. but it was not the number one priority. I know. Matter of fact, we more than made up for any academic ground that we didn't intentionally do because we were instilling some things that we believed were much more important, like a relationship with God, relationship with us as their parents, mm-hmm. relationship with each other as siblings, right. and some life skills, right. and falling in love with God. Right. And the academics came. That we we have not neglected the you know science, math, history, reading, and writing. Right. But it wasn't our number one priority as we realized. You know what? We have an opportunity here to do the brain surgery. Yeah. To really shape our kids in a way that wouldn't it be great if all kids could be trained where it was a full rounded education that wasn't just about the books but about life and the love of learning, the love of reading, to where it's a lifelong education and growth and maturity. So you've just hit on the second why. So I said the first why I think you need to ask if you get to the point where you want to, I'll go ahead and say where you want to quit or you want to step away is, okay, what is driving that? You know, I don't have enough time. You're exhausted. I mean, I remember we had seven kids, Davis, and I can remember a lot of times starting to homeschool after another birth mm-hmm. and just I've been up all night long and here I'm surrounded by these kids who slept really well <laughs> and I was like ah! and I couldn't you know I was like I cannot do this but having that conversation facing why is it that I'm here followed really quickly by the by the why why are we doing this getting back to remembering all oh, right we're not doing this to fulfill some arbitrary scope and sequence timeline. We are not doing this to make anybody else happy, to compete with anybody else, to compare ourselves with anybody else. We are doing this for the glory and the honor of God, to raise a generation that honors Him in word and deed. That's our why. And then I would say to all the moms out there, of course, this isn't really the season of strike. This is the summer when everything looks doable. But really giving yourself permission to step away. Yeah. Well, and um, although, like you said, this is summer, it's uh, you know, near the back-to-school time when those stories start hitting the headlines about the strikes you know, before the school even begins and what's everybody going to do because you know, they may not get enough of the official number of days in. Exactly. So, um, and again, that comes down to what are we really doing when we homeschool? Right. And why, like you're saying, to ask yourself, why are you homeschooling? And then if you're feeling like striking, why? What is it that you're not getting enough of? Because you probably don't want to quit. You just need more of something. And it might be a break, might be planning, might be a date with your husband to just be re-energized as to the bigger purpose. And then have that conversation. But I want to dare our listeners, don't quit. Right. Don't quit. Stay in this. God has something that He is doing, a work in you, a work in your children, a work in your church, your community. He's he's got a much bigger picture than whatever it is you're wanting to quit for. Well, you know, I've never read a story about a homeschool teacher going on strike yet. 
I hope and pray we never hear that story. So to Rachel's point, don't quit. Don't even go on strike. Let's let that be for the other folks out there. Let's make homeschooling something that's a for a much bigger purpose. Yeah. Is worth more than money could ever pay. Well, it's time to bring this wonderful conversation to a close. We always have more to say than we have time to say it in. Thanks for listening. We hope that you'll join us again next time. And if you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. This is Let's Talk Homeschool, and we're your hosts, Davis and Rachel Carmen. We want to thank our sponsor, Apologia Educational Ministries. Have a great day, and until next time, we're walking by faith and enjoying the homeschool adventure of a lifetime.